find your spot, put it in park. Here we go. It's the Free Parking Podcast, presented by Office Jockeys, racing to the weekend. What is up, everybody? Deaver here alongside my co-host, Bush. Deez, what's up, dude? We've had a quality couple weeks here. I know you haven't been really around. You've been down in Florida, right? You've been out for a little bit? I have spent more days in the Sunshine State than I have in in New Jersey by threefold. I've basically lived there already. Um, it's not a bad place to spend some time here in the uh, the late fall, early early winter months, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, as always, actually, he was he was kind of took a break last epi, but uh, our producer, Jimbo. Hey guys, it's good to be back. Uh, yeah, I missed you after my episode long one episode long hiatus, but uh, it's good to see your faces again, and I'm excited to get this episode rolling. So I uh, we we we've had a couple good uh, couple good weeks there, man. I feel like we've been living at stadiums recently. Seriously, we've been living at stadiums. Uh, we had an awesome awesome back-to-back weekend uh, last weekend with Rutgers Ohio State and Eagles Patriots uh, this crew was a part of both both of those experiences uh, Bush what are your, what are your thoughts on the uh, the blowout that we saw actually not too much blowout Rutgers covered um, in uh, in New Brunswick it was it was everything I expected and more um, I was actually you know I was actually the one thing I was a little surprised about was how good Rutgers was at tailgating. Uh, they had a pretty good crowd show up for the lack of people that were in the stadium. It seemed like there was a good amount of people out of the tailgates. Um, so I'll give them that. But God, there was nothing on the field that they showed those first two plays. Dave, what was it a run play for a gain of or a loss of one yard and then an interception? The guy just got bullied, man. So, yeah, to, to talk about the game a little bit, um, Rutgers did end up putting tw- putting up 21 points, but just the. Physical skills and like how good the Ohio State players were, position by position, man man to man, that entire first half was just jaw dropping and eye opening. Like the first two plays, sorry, the first two series of the games, Rutgers receives the kickoff. They they do like yeah, like you said, a little run play to the left or right, whatever it was. The very next play, interception, and not just an interception, but it was a it was a it was a fifty fifty ball, kind of goes up in the air. The Ohio State cornerback tips it to himself and does like his own little tip drill, bullies the guy off the ball, and then catches it in his own little cradle as he falls to the ground. Ohio State scores almost instantaneously right after that. The next series, okay, Rutgers gets the jitters out. They had an INT, no worries, next drive. Same, same program. One play, no gain. The next play, fumble, recovered by Ohio State, and they score within like, I don't know, three plays. 14 to nothing, Ohio State. They haven't received a kickoff yet. We just sat down and got our first beer at the stadium. Yeah, it was it was pretty shocking, man. And, and well, you know, and on one hand it was shocking, on the other it was not. But um, I, I want to talk about real quick. I mean, you look at it; they're Big Ten teams, dude, and you have t- you have two Division One Big Ten teams going up against each other, and it looked luck. Rutgers looked like they were a child's play out there compared yeah, to the Ohio State morning. guys. Yeah. Seriously, like even pound for pound, position for position, Ohio State was bigger, stronger, more athletic in every aspect of the game. They were just that much better. They looked like they could beat the worst NFL team in the league, honestly. 
Yeah, the Rutgers Big Ten stuff's interesting. You know, a couple of years ago, Rutgers and Maryland coming into the fold uh, as a part of the Big Ten. Um, you know, in that time span, I think Rutgers was kind of peaking. Um, you know, they had, they won some b- big games. They were ranked. They had Greg Schiano as their head coach, who they lost, who now they potentially might bring back. Um, you know, the, the team shouldn't be in the Big Ten. What I see from Rutgers joining the Big Ten is all they were worried about was the paycheck. And I think that they weren't ready to get caught up to speed with the rest of the teams in the Big Ten. Like, they got the big paycheck due to the Big Ten money, due to the Big Ten TV deal. Um, and they get to be on, you know, on national television a lot. Um, but they're not reinvesting in their program. I mean, they've whether it be, you know, assistant coaches to, to get better recruits. I mean, all these North Jersey and, and regional prospects, they don't go to Rutgers. The five-star tier one recruits don't go to Rutgers. They go to Wisconsin. They go to Penn State. They go to Ohio State. They don't go here. They don't mm-hmm. stay in state. It's, it's the oldest college football team in the country. The first ever football game is Rutgers versus Princeton. And I, we just don't have that pedigree and that history with, with Scarlet Knight football. And it's kind of upsetting as a, even you know growing up and us picking our colleges – Rutgers was never, I mean, for me, it was in the mix, but like it wasn't there for a football school. It wasn't there to be like, oh, if I go to if I go to Michigan, I know every Sunday I will be in the big house. Sorry, every Saturday I will be in the big house watching future NFL talent. And and obviously you got some guys that uh, are making, you know, making their names heard um, in New England with Sanu and the McCourty brothers and here and there. But the team just hasn't hasn't been able to recruit and uh, they're just cashing out a paycheck while going, you know, two and whatever, two and how many games do those guys play two and 10 or whatever it is every single year? Yeah. And to add to your point, I mean, Jabril preppers, New Jersey prospect, like one of the best in 20 minutes down the road, 20 minutes down the road from Rutgers. Perfect. Perfect example. Yeah. And where do you go? Michigan, right? Michigan. Yep. Uh, They were talking today about, um, he's like the number three center, I believe in the college football written and his brother plays for the jets. Um, he went to temple. He went to Temple, where these kids are leaving New Jersey to go to Temple, playing in the American Conference, because they don't want to play for Rutgers. These top, these top tier prospects, like, yeah, I'll go play for Temple, I'll go play for Nova, I'll go play for UCF. Like, um, I don't know. I think the, the big change is happening. Obviously, they fired their head coach. Um, it's not going to happen here in the near future. But I think what you're seeing out of other teams like Minnesota um, this year that there is a chance for these low level teams in the Big Ten to do something. Northwestern made some noise a couple of years ago, so. Maybe they can fit into that mix in the next three, four, five years. But right now, uh, just pound for pound, not even close to the the competition they're playing week in and week out. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then you game look at— Game was sick, though. Game, game yeah. was sick, right? Yeah, you the talking- game was sick. The best part, my favorite part, was that flyover, dude, where it literally felt like those helicopters gave me a haircut. Like, no joke. It was crazy. I think the helicopters dipped into the stadium. Yeah. Like these huge, I don't know what type of hel- Piper Piper would know. I mean, Chinook, I mean, they're massive, like transport type military helicopters. They dipped into the stadium or the way we would say the way the stadium set up has the open ends. They just flew uh-huh. right in between them. The, the 200 level was like looking at the, the pilot in the eye. Yeah, I saw the the American flag. They have a giant American flag, which I respect. And that those two helicopters, they flew right over top, and the flag was like waving, and and it wasn't that windy of a day. So I mean, it was it was awesome to see those things fly over. Uh, going back on your point, tailgate was cool. Tailgate was fun. I wasn't. I, I was surprised there as well. I thought it'd kind of be a. Uh, I don't know, you just walk into the stadium type atmosphere, but the tailgate was big. I couldn't really tell how many were Ohio State to Rutgers fans with the red, the red and white and black. Um, mm-hmm. There were some Ohio State out-of-towners there. 
Um, we had a fun little time at the VIP tailgate, though. You put me up to the test, and I and I stepped up and I banged it. What did I do during the tailgate? Tell the people records yeah. were broken at the tailgate. Yeah, records records were shattered at the tailgate. The VIP tailgate had uh, free beer and free Italian buffet, and so <laughs> we naturally went and slammed the Italian buffet. We all got a tall mortar can of Miller, and then shortly <laughs> after we walk over on our way out, we see a burpees challenge. So for those of you who hit the gym often, you know what I'm talking about when I say a burpee. So the record was like 21. It was set by a 12-year-old female. Um, so Beaver naturally said, I have to go over and I have to beat this record. So it was like 21. And I said, Deeves, you do 25 or no, the record was a little lower. I was you like, Deeves, you do it was 21. No, it was 21. Yeah, it was 21. Yeah, all right. I'm like, yeah, it was 21. So Deaver, after a full Italian meal and uh, a couple mortar can millers, he goes, all right, I'll, I'll do this for tw- for 20, uh, 25 burpees. And I'm like, all right, I'll give you 20 bucks, 25 bucks for 25 burpees. And he's like, all right, yeah, sure, I'll do it. So this guy, he's got the full Rutgers cheerleading squad staring down his throat, and he just absolutely shreds it. He gets 20, I think he gets 26 or something, and I'm shaking in my boots like, oh, God, where am I pulling this 25 out of? I'm like, you swipe Venmo by any chance? So this guy... This guy, he does it, and then uh, shortly after, uh, we walk into the game, and I'm already down 25 bucks. So he shatters the record. You know, he's feeling a little sick, so naturally, I had to get him while he was down. So I'm like, hey, all right, so let's start doing some prop bets on the game here. So I would bet him. I would bet him that Ohio State would take four plays at the 30-yard line to get into the end zone, and they were doing it in, like, two. So, Deep, talk about the bets a little bit, dude. Like, uh, what was going on here? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go back to the, the burpee contest. Uh, my, my, my eyes were a little bit bigger than my stomach. Is that, that's not the right term. I thought I could crush it. I was feeling good. Obviously I was feeling good. I had a couple of milk, uh, you know, a couple of beers in me, um, walked right up the Italian buffet. Didn't even set in yet. And I had to take, I'll be honest. I had to take three breaks <laughs> during my burpee, my burpee <laughs> yeah. challenge. Yeah. Like a normal gym day, I probably could crush the 25 burpees. I took three breaks in each of which I almost vomited mm-hmm. <laughs> each, each time. Had to do it though. Had to beat the record. I got like a free lanyard and I got uh, a bunch of emails from uh, whatever company was there uh, doing the burpee contest, a little activation. Uh, but no, the bets were fun. Yeah, we were rocking uh, like over unders for Ohio State to score like in the blink of an eye. And uh, I-, I couldn't even take, I never wanted to take the over. Um, it ended up almost always being the under. Um, even, even when they had a play that was like three yards, you know, the first, it was like three yards gained. The next play was like a 30-yard bomb for a touchdown. And uh, yeah. I lost all my money back to Bush. So we netted that <laughs> one out. But, hey, who left with the pride? Who left with the pride? Yeah, yeah you you did do it in front of all the cheerleaders, regardless of you going, <laughs> almost throwing up in between each, uh, I'm gonna be each sick. set. I'm going to be sick. Yeah, pretty much. So, yo, uh, let's let's not forget about our fourth guy that we brought with us, uh, one of our primetime listeners here, Chase Vina. He's a merchandise owner, and he decides to DM us – at about 10.30 the night before we're leaving at about 8.30 in the morning for the game. So he DMs us, and we catch the catch the DM on Instagram, and we're like, yo, like, uh, what, what's going on here? And he messages us, and he goes, yo, bring your boy. Turns out we had an extra ticket, and this guy scores big time, gets to go to a free game, free ride, free booze. I mean, it was unbelievable. Yeah, long-time, long-time dedicated listener, Chase Vina, uh, slid into the DMs late at night. We posted a, I posted like a little questionnaire, what should we get into at the Rutgers game? Um, and Chase said, why don't you bring your boys? So uh, we had our first ever VIP experience where we got to bring one of the fans along uh, along one of our uh, our boondoggle of a, of a sports experience. So it was uh, it was a great time. Great to see Chase and uh, 
it was a blast. And it didn't stop there, right? It didn't stop there. The next day, crashed that night. Little, little Bryce, little director of community contents, birthday party the next morning on our way to on our way to Lincoln Financial. Yeah, and what a game that was not um i mean that was uh it was a fun tailgate everything leading up to it was just perfect man like the weather was chilly but we were all dressed good um had a solid tailgate good music walk over get some free cheesesteaks that was money and then we walk into the game and we just get to watch uh you know the the cool thing was we got two flyovers in two days we got we got to see the uh f-35 lightnings fly overhead Dude, the flyovers just my actually my I just got a chill right now just thinking about the flyovers are so and and it was military it was like you know military appreciation month in the NFL the flag I looked back at another Eagles game that we went to this year obviously and the flag grew like the eagle the the flag the first game was it was huge the second you know this weekend when we went the entire field end zone to end zone sideline to sideline the entire field that was something cool to see as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Seeing the giant flag, seeing the lightning jets. I mean, I don't even know if they were like, I'm just going to call them that because they're sick. They just ripped overhead. The goats. One of the main reasons I wanted to go, dude, when, you know, win win or lose, we got to see Tom Brady live in person as well as Bill Belichick. And that, um, and that's something we'll tell, you know, tell our kids about. Oh, for sure. Looking back on it, it's like, I've never seen LeBron play but I got to see Tom Brady and Bill Belichick on the same field at the same time. That's sick, dude. And let's not talk about the game. I want to talk about the greatest of all time. And my opinion on the greatest of all time, What, no matter what sport it is, I want it to be in my generation. I yep. want it to be in my generation, and that's why Tom Brady, and, and Tom Brady is, but that's why like I fight the LeBron-Michael Jordan debate because like I want LeBron James to be the, the GOAT. I want, I want it to be the guy watching him night in and night out. Not Jordan. I don't know if that's as much of the case as I thought it was a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll go to the grave fighting that Jordan, that LeBron James. I, I don't think he is. We're not getting into this debate right now, but if you're not rooting for the guy that you're watching every single Sunday or every single night, no matter what the sport is, I think you're kind of doing it wrong. We got to see Tiger, so we we, we clipped that. We, we didn't see him in his prime, but we clipped Tiger with the Masters this year. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, LeBron James. Connor McDavid, I don't know if he's going to pan out to be. Nobody's going to pan out to be Gretzky. I mean, those numbers don't even make sense. They're not even. The league was apples to oranges as it is right now. The guy has more assists than anybody else has goals all time. <laughs> all time. That's ridiculous. It's unfathomable. But there's enough to root for. You know, another hockey player. Maybe maybe it's McDavid to be that generational talent. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I don't think, I think that's one league that it'll never be eclipsed. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway. Let's not overlook. Uh, let's not overlook my one observation that I had. So it had nothing to do with play on the field at this Eagles Patriots game that we were at, but it was the halftime outfit change of Bill Belichick, which I I didn't really point out to you guys that that hard, but it was something to me that I noticed on the military game he wore in the first half his military typical uh, sweatshirt that with the sleeves cut off, and then he comes out um, in the second half and he's got his typical navy blue Patriots sweatshirt with the white. Uh, uh, long sleeve underneath. I wonder why he did that. Cause Dougie P I mean, he was wearing the same stuff first half and second. I wonder if it, if uh, Belichick has a little tradition that, uh, you know, we're, we might be unaware of. Yeah. I don't know if there's any superstition to that. Uh, the dude may have just gotten chilly, man. He's wearing those 
ugly short sleeve sweatshirts that cut off sweatshirts he always wears. I don't know if it was it was just he was getting chilly or he went from he went from military cutoff sweatshirt with white long sleeve underneath to navy blue patriot sweatshirt with white sleeve. And they were losing and they were losing. And they were losing at halftime. And they were losing at halftime. And he doesn't usually wear the the military one. He doesn't. Right. So that's my observation. I don't know if that's uh if that really has any meaning, but he would never admit it. He would never admit he's superstitious. He would never admit it. All these guys are super. A ton of these guys are superstitious. Like hockey guys, certain tape on their sticks, certain pregame meal, football guys, certain songs before they go out and play. Belichick, certain gear on the field. That might. He would never admit it though. No, never. Absolutely not. Um, so that was my one observation that I had, and I thought that was a little interesting. But uh, the play on the field. I mean, everybody saw the game. It was. It was hard to watch, dude. Yeah, so to get, uh, I guess, back into the current state of the NFL, uh, I kind of want to have, this is, this is a little new segment that we're just going to do once here, but I want to call it the quarterback roundtable. And I got three quarterbacks I want to talk about today. Three guys, starting off with, dude, he might be my favorite quarterback in the league. And if I recorded this podcast uh, two years ago when he was at Louisville, I wouldn't have said that. But Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson is on freaking believable and the baltimore ravens as a steagles fan as a steelers as a steelers fan it kills me to say but i will publicly say that the baltimore ravens are fun to watch man they are a spectacle to see i can't believe i'm rooting for them but if somebody can beat the patriots and somebody has beaten the patriots it's going to be this baltimore ravens team lamar jackson's number one do i go into the rest right now do we, do we keep talking yeah jackson? yeah let him rip let him rip carson wentz is number two this, this past Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks, it was discouraging to watch. And I know, and I know everybody's been, you know, debating what he's dealing with on that offense. No running back right now. No wide receivers right now. I get it, but I don't get it, man. I don't get it. He's missing balls left and right. It was a windy Sunday at the link, but I, I'm nervous. I'm really nervous. He's their franchise quarterback. Don't get me wrong. He's the guy that they're riding with him forever. Like, there's no Foles commentary. There's there's nothing. There's no Foles commentary. There's no, you know, Carson on the block commentary. There's, not, there's nothing there. The guy's not being sat. The guy's not being moved. But it is discouraging to see when a running back is wide open in the flat and Carson overthrows him by five yards in the air. The guy walks yeah. up for it down, and that game looks a lot different. That play, wind may have affected it. Sure, it wasn't affecting. it wasn't affecting Russell Wilson. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Wilson, especially on that flea flicker where he threw a 40-yard bomb on a dime right into the guy's breadbasket. Yeah, absolutely. And and Jim and I were at that game, and we, we actually watched firsthand that play where he just absolutely sailed it over uh, – um, what's his name miles uh miles sanders head there it was bad but then you you know you look at the play and i i'm giving carson total benefit of the doubt he in my opinion he's our guy man i'm sticking with him uh through thick and thin but um if you look at the highlight reel of that play where he threw it way over top of miles sanders head there was two guys rushing sanders like very hard like if if sanders caught that he would have turned and got popped now i'm not saying Wentz did it on purpose, 
but he went almost through it so bad at Sanders that I wonder if he saw those guys like, oh, man, I might be throwing him a hospital pass here. Now, listen, I understand he's been missing a lot of passes, and I understand that that was very characteristic of how he's been playing lately. But I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt here that, uh, you know, he might have he might have saw something that a lot of the people didn't really see unless you look at the tape again. Jim, what do you think, man? Is it, is, is this the, the, the story of a guy who comes from a small school, doesn't really play in a big game? And I mean, we're, we're playing devil's advocate here. We're playing WIP caller right now. Is this the guy who never had big game experience and he's not stepping up in big games when the team needs nobody more than him right now? I mean, Tom Brady has played with depleted lineups before. All the great quarterbacks have. Right. Look at look look who TB TB twelve is playing with right now. Can you name can you name one wide receiver on the Patriots right now? Josh Gordon gone. Antonio Brown gone. Okay. Muhammad Sanu. Muhammad, Muhammad Sanu. Sanu. Okay. Muhammad Sanu. Oh, oh, he's on the end of his career. He doesn't have you know blow it off the top speed. You got the other guys right. You got um, is Hogan still on the team? See, I don't even know. Hogan still. No, on the you got Edelman Hogan, and, you, and you got and you got Edelman. Sure, but his running backs he's dealing with I, again like. Jim, is this hey guys, the, the sad doing? story? Uh, Jim here is this from, the sad story? Uh, Jim yeah. here from South Jersey. Big fan of your show. Yeah, you guys are doing great. Uh, <laughs> just wanted to call in and give you my input here. Um, listen, like Bush said, we were at the game Sunday. Um, and and uh, we've, been at, we've been at most games this year, and it's definitely been a decline of what we've seen um, uh, from the start of the season. And... I just really don't like how Philadelphia is turning on him so quickly. Um, after the, what the past two, two maybe three weeks, it's turned from him being the guy to people hating the guy and saying it's him. And people got to realize, yeah, he's going to have a really bad game once in his life. Yeah, it's been two weeks. He doesn't have Johnson and Brandon Brooks playing this game. Uh, he doesn't have his wide receivers. Uh, the breakdowns of the routes of these these rookies are running. Uh, JJ, I think a white side. He his routes were abysmal. Um, who else did you have out there? The the only standout of the game was Greg Ward. He actually had a really good game. I think he had seven receptions and he looked who? pretty strong. So hope who Greg Ward practice squad Greg Ward. They who? just brought him last week. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I mean, he doesn't have any weapons, but. He's not his 2017 MVP caliber self. And I was watching uh, ESPN today, and they had a good point. They uh, said, um, is it the coaches, not just Doug Peterson, but his offensive coordinator uh, and the quarterback coach, you know, he's definitely playing much different this year. You can definitely tell he's not being his wild, scrambling self that um, we've, we have we loved back in 2017. And and. Is it because they don't want him to take those risks and be prone to those injuries? Of course, yeah, probably. But I mean, you got to let the horse out of the, you know, let him run wild and yeah, let, be him, let him run. But I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely like you said, it's definitely concerning that we've we've seen this the past two weeks. He's had he he's had a really bad game, and then he had an even worse game this Sunday. So he's got to turn it around quick and win these next five games. If it's it's in our own hands. We win these next five, we're in. So I mean, mm-hmm. backs against the coaches. Wall. The coaches is a great point um, of maybe having him hold the ball a little tighter than than he has, and and not doing his true thing. But the other point you brought up is the fans, and in typical Philly fashion, yes. we're one of them. They turn, we turn on players so quickly, so, so quickly. Deaver, I called starting, you about this the other day. I called you about this at seven o'clock in the morning two weeks yeah, ago. I was like, dude, you did. what is going you're, on? 
What is yeah? Whether it's starting goalies or point guards or or you know people turn turn their backs on Claude Giroux, they turn their backs on on Ben Simmons, they turn their backs on Carson Wentz. These guys are pillars of your team that you need to be putting up in in these bad times. They're not leaving anytime soon. They're not leaving. We don't get into politics, but like our president's the president right now. I'm rooting for the USA. I'm rooting for the Eagles. Carson Wentz is the quarterback right now. Mm -hmm. No matter what your opinion is, I think that. Similar to like a starting pitcher, I can equate it to baseball. Like he might be gripping or or a, or a batter. He's gripping the bat too tight right now. Like he's in his head almost. He's almost oh, double clutching sure. footballs where he's not letting it loose. And I think uh, some of that is like you said, coaches. But I think it's the fans where he's like, uh, he's not worried about what was going to be said, but he's worried about the outcome of plays. When instead of, instead of just being an absolute gunslinger and having fun out there, and that's not this Eagles team right now. They're not having fun. They're not the Super Bowl, you know, winning team. That they were, you know, the the team dynamic isn't there, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I think everybody's kind of watching over their shoulder, clenching the football too tight, and kind of worrying about, you know, what bad could happen when they need to be worried about what's the good thing that's going to happen next. Well, Dave, I mean, you've been through this with your quarterback at the Steelers with uh, Roethlisberger. I mean, they've stuck with them through thick and thin as well. And, and he had a game th- three seasons ago where he threw six interceptions, and they stuck six with him like, yeah. Yeah, like, dude, quarterbacks have down years, and it's, it's okay happen. for Wentz to have. Yeah, they have down years. Down He's going to be fine. Games, put the ball in that guy's hand and let him and trust that, yeah, it could go bad. Of course it could go bad. But trust him to throw it and make the good play or to scramble or to call the audible and make the good play. Of course it can go bad. It's gone bad for everyone in the league. Mm-hmm. But the good ones bounce back from it. And I, I think, you know, hopefully Carson Wentz is one of the good ones. And he, he, he is. He's a good quarterback. And he's, he's the franchise quarterback for the Eagles right now. So any BS WIP caller that says they got to go back to Foles or they got to go, you know, like that's just, that's just ridiculous. Or, or, or trade, that's ridiculous. He's the guy. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, maybe, maybe it is the systems that are, that are, you know, making him second-guess himself. So who's your third quarterback you want to talk about here? Ooh, ooh, uh, my third quarterback I want to talk about. Another one controversial in the media the past uh, couple weeks, couple years, Colin Kaepernick. Mm. Colin Kaepernick. I want to talk I'm, – I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to yeah. bring it up. Of course. The guy, the guy had a tryout. Uh, sorry, an open practice. What, what, what do you want to call it? Um, yeah, it an open practice. A workout. Oh, whatever. Display. A workout. Demonstration. Yeah. For NFL teams to view. It was sanctioned by the league. It was scheduled for a certain time on a certain day. I think it was a half an hour, an hour before that certain practice. He canceled it and switched it from a neutral site where, you know, it was like NFL regulated to a high school field about an hour away where he then put on this demonstration. So two things here. First is is that move right there by him where he had 32, you know, he had pretty much every single NFL team had had a body there to watch this guy play after he hasn't been playing for three years. And he disrespectively planned. If you listen to Stephen A. talk about it, he he had this plan. He had to book the high school field. He had fans in the stands that already knew that he was going to be at this other high school field or his like demonstrators or uh, I guess posse was there. He had to do all of that. There was camera crews. There was footballs. Everything was ready to go. And he waited until 30 minutes before the NFL-sanctioned sh- practice time to let everybody know, hey, by the way, it's canceled. I'm moving an hour away. So he make he pulls that move, which if, you, if you're in a job interview, picture yourself in a job interview. You're supposed to show up at 10 a.m. to the office and interview for that job. The boss is there. The boss's boss may be there. And that's like you texting him 30 minutes before and saying, hey, by the way, can you come to my house an hour away to do the interview? 
you're fired or you're not getting hired. You're not getting hired. And the second part of this whole, you know, practice, this demonstration, he's bad. The guy's bad. The guy is actually bad. I didn't watch the true game film of it, but I watched him throw a couple balls. And he looks like if you gave, and no offense to soccer players, but somebody that's never played like a soccer player and you told him to go out there and play quarterback. The way he threw the football was like he never did it before. His, I don't know. He was like he was like sidearm kind of slinging it. It just didn't look like he just didn't look comfortable. It didn't look like mm-hmm. a natural like the quarterbacks you see nowadays, like starting backups, whoever. Like it just did. It just looked like you grabbed a guy that was working part time at Walmart and told him to go throw footballs around at at this field. Yeah, it didn't look right at all. And you throw a, I don't think he's good. He didn't get one phone call. He didn't get one phone call afterwards. So everybody else doesn't no. think he's good either. He didn't get no, he's it, got a phone call in three years. Yeah, yeah, and and not just for the way he plays, but for other reasons too. But I mean, dude, the way he the way he throws the ball, you put football pads on him too, and that just even looks uglier. So uh, he's not getting a phone call. He's not coming back to the NFL. Don't count on it in any certain way. And hopefully, this is this is the end. Hopefully, this is the end of that story, and we won't have to hear about it anymore. He can go off and and do you know, yes, raise raise money for different you know, charities, organizations. You know, if you believe there's social injustice. I fully respect and believe you should go out and and do that and have your voice heard. But in terms of being an NFL quarterback, like I don't think, you know, obviously you got to say maybe some of that was uh, due to the media. I mean, he's the one that walked out himself. I I just think he's a bad quarterback, no matter what his opinion is on, you know, the world, different things going on. Like you're not good. You you did some, you know, didn't handle it the right way. This, this last chance you had, and um, I'm looking to move on from the Colin Kaepernick story and uh, and highlight players like Lamar Jackson, who had everybody against him, even myself, when he came out of Louisville. And he's putting it on an absolute display. He did it last night, uh, or I guess Monday night, on Monday Night Football against the Rams. Um, the kid's Hollywood. He is he's Jim. What was that stat? Give me that stat that they had on him. Uh, the Ravens have punted twice in their last three games against the Bengals, Texans, and Rams. And <laughs> RG3 played quarterback on bo- both of those drives that they punted in three games. Absurd. Absolutely absurd. I just saw the coolest, uh, maybe we'll put it up on our, on our social media. Michael Vick just handed, Lamar Jackson was named the fastest quarterback ever by Madden with a 96 speed rating, beating, beating Michael Vick. And Michael Vick had a cool little, cool little video. They handed him some Nike cleats and and Vick said records are meant to be broken. Um, and on the cleats on the side, it was inscribed, not bad for a running back, which is what. Which is what Lamar Jackson said, you know, a couple weeks ago, because or in the beginning of the season, because people were naming him a running back. I was naming, him, I called him a running back. I didn't think that he had, you know, the we knew he had the arm. I didn't think he had the the football IQ to be to be run NFL systems and beat top tier defenses like the New England Patriots. Truly didn't. Uh, so the cleats, yeah, they were, they were half purple, half red for Falcons and Ravens. Not bad for a running back. Another cool thing I like about Lamar Jackson, one of his post game press conferences, he wore this shirt. And I don't know, I think it's a saying that I guess a lot of people, it's been out there, but I've never seen it before. It says, nobody cares, work harder. Nobody cares. I, I absolutely love that mentality. Like, don't complain. Don't make excuses. No one cares. Work harder. And show people like this that you're one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. And he's doing it right now. They're gonna, he's leading their team to the playoffs, if not more. And for my DraftKings account's sake, I hope play the Super Bowl.
Dude, nothing is more, nothing is cooler than seeing one of the goats, you know, give the reins to the next guy. You know, you never got to see that with Jordan giving that to LeBron. He never, he's not coming out saying that he's, you know, giving up a record or anything. And I don't know if we've ever seen it with any other sports really, but Vic, I mean, dude, the guy was like 99 on Madden or whatever he was. And then, you know, he's like records are meant to be broken. That's just, dude, that that's awesome. I love that stuff. So speaking of quarterbacks and all these guys that we're talking about here, you know, we have one for the listeners here. You know, he's not necessarily a quarterback and, you know, he might have played quarterback in high school. But, Deves, who we got on the pod here coming up? Absolutely fired up. We had an awesome interview with none other than Josh Peterson. And that last name may sound familiar. Son of Eagles current head coach Doug Peterson. Have a great interview with Josh. We talk about uh, some of his experiences uh, being, you know, a part, pretty much a part of an NFL franchise his entire life. And um, he's also uh, quite a player himself. Um, currently at uh, University of Louisiana, Monroe, um, tight end there. He's got a big season this year. They had some awesome opponents. We'll talk about uh, it here in the interview. But uh, without further ado, let's throw it to, uh, to Josh Peterson. We'd now like to welcome on former Morristown Quaker and Blue Valley North Mustang, where he was named All-State and All-Eastern Kansas League teams, where he won the Eastern Kansas League and District Championship, currently University of Louisiana Monroe tight end and pro football focus midseason number two overall tight end. We know he's got some ties with the NFL, which have to go without mentioning, but we are very, very happy to bring on Josh Peterson. Josh. How's it Thank going? Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for making some time. We're fired up to have you. Uh, how's uh, how's the season going so far? Well, it's not exactly how I wanted it to go, but uh, we're. I mean, I, I, I still believe we have a good team. Uh, we're five and or no, we're four and five right now. Uh, man, <clears throat> I wish the year after that Florida State game, I thought we were going to have an unbelievable year, but after that, we kind of up and down since then. So, hey, you're finally on the field, man. You're you're healthy. You know, they, you're playing. I hear that, man. I, you can't take that being healthy. I, that's my number one saying. You know, when I was when I was on the sideline, cooped up, man. I I, I was I couldn't wait to get back on, out on the field. What were uh, what were you battling? I had a stomach infection on top of mono, so I was battling yeah. kind of two wow. two of those at, at the same time, and I lost I lost thirty pounds in two weeks. You know, it kind of set me back big time. Wow, that's, that's a miracle for some people, but for a football player, it's not that's not a good sign. No, you're right, man. Especially tight end. Did you gain it all back yet, or what was that kind of? Oh well, yeah, no, I'm definitely. I'm back to my playing weight. I'm like 235 right now. Uh, but like I said, I dropped down to 200. It hit the scale last last summer. It hit 200, and that that really frightened me. Wow. What was that recovery process like? I mean, were they were were you pumping? Like, I mean, I guess you had to have a slow start, and then were you pumping weights and 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 calories? Like, what was that kind of to get yeah, back so to playing with? The sickness, the mono, it, it inflamed my liver. You know, the liver enzymes, so I couldn't have any contact. So I wasn't practicing at all during fall camp. I missed all of fall camp, not last not not last fall, but the fall before that. Uh, missed all of it. I was in the weight room with one of our strength coaches, literally all through that. I was trying to get it back and I was still battling the sickness. You know, I was throwing up and that was one of the main causes of losing the weight. And like I was battling all that. Finally, just one day, it kind of all just like, well, I say one day, but eventually turned the corner, you know, and started yeah. looking up for me and started gaining the weight back. And when my liver enzymes went back down, that's when they put me back on the field. Wow. Yeah. What are our, what of actually one of the uh, DJ Nader had mono back in the day, Ham. Uh, DJ Nader had mono. I mean, it just drains you, right? Like you can't oh, eat yourself at all. Can't Nothing. eat. Can't, it's hard to get out of bed. Yeah. 
Absolutely no fun. energy, absolutely nothing. And work they for not forced me to work out, but you know, I wanted to get it back and get back on the field as soon as I could. Keep your normal keep your normal life. You I mean, obviously you want to oh, get back man. on the field. I know. I was at home. That's the thing. That my, my boys were here working, like going through fall camp when I was at home. It was for I was fortunate to be home with all the doctors there, but like I wanted to be here, you know, playing ball and doing all that good stuff. But no, I was cooped up at home and I couldn't wait to get back. Well, glad to hear back. Before we get dive into the football stuff, man, all I hear Hammond talk about, and uh, I work in it, all the boys play, man. How's the golf game? Oh, man. Uh, the golf game, I have not played as much as I have since I've been at school here this year. Right. That's probably why my, my season's going the way it is, because I, I put up the golf clubs, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'm still, I went out uh, during our bye week a couple weekends ago and shot 77, so. Dude. Still, I mean, not not as not as good as I used to be, but uh, oh, come on. I can still slap it around a little bit. I don't I don't remember you playing football much. At least when you were in middle school, and you were just a golfer. That was you. So you remember, you remember Horton, Coach Horton? Of course, dude. He I don't want to say he didn't like me, but he was he would have he had the biggest question, biggest red flag when it came to Josh Peterson because he was like, this dude, his older brother plays football, baseball, all this stuff, and it. The little brother's a golfer. Like, what? I just remember my older brother coming home, you know, talking about that stuff. But uh, no, dude, that's all. I thought I was going to college for golf. I, was gonna, I thought I was going to be a golfer. But uh, my junior year in Kansas, we had, we had, my high school had hired a new football head coach. And he went through the school, and he was looking for all the athletes. And he came to me and said, hey, man, heard, you could, heard you're pretty athletic. Do you want to come out and try it out? If you don't like it, you don't have to play. I was like, yeah, whatever. I'll do it. And, of course, I loved it. He put me at the tight end spot. I actually, I started at QB because, you know, bloodline, you know, running the yep. family, of course. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> I'd say I probably don't have the brain for QB, if I'm being honest. <laughs> uh, so he was like, he was like, all right, you'll probably be the backup quarterback, this and that. And then finally he was like, all right, man, you're too athletic not to be on the field. And that's when he stuck me at tight end. So that's what I'm doing now. That was your, your junior year of high school? The junior high school, when I started playing high school football, yeah. Wow. Wow. What um just one last comment on the golf. I mean, you 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 were in Kansas for a while. Now you're in Louisiana. Obviously, the Jersey ties, Jersey Philly area ties. What's the nicest track you played? Is are there good spots down there in Kansas? What's um, what's your okay. favorite state? I'll to play? say the best track near me right now is Squire Creek. It's in Ruston, Louisiana, where the okay. Louisiana Tech Bulldogs are. Okay, that's where that is. That's the that's probably the best near me. Uh, Kansas, I uh, couldn't stand Kansas golf because the wind out there is nuts. Oh, it's probably nasty. No, it's tough to play in those conditions. But the courses there were super nice. We lived on one. It was called the Links at Lionsgate. That was a blast. A lot of fun. Good conditions. And then I in New Jersey, like, I pictured like Link style, like almost like exactly. Aaron Hills, like wide open, like just reeds everywhere. I don't know, like tall grass, and then the wind whipping across. That's exactly it. It's perfect. Yeah. And then New Jersey, we're at we're in, we're at Laurel Creek right now. I love Laurel Creek, and uh, I've been fortunate to play the couple nice courses around there, like Pine Valley and uh, yeah. what's the Marion. Yeah, um, dude. Yeah, man. So I've been been hitting those the last couple you times. Know, I've PV been PV, Pine Valley. That's the no. I mean, that's that is oh, like dude. the course, dude. Hands down, it's the sweetest, like most hidden gem ever. I love it. It's supposed to be though. That's how it's supposed to be. I know. I love everything about it. How it's like tucked away and what, where in New Jersey is that? It's um, oh my God! It's in like the um, it's in not like a nice area, right? It's in like it's like in the it's middle behind of like a, it's behind like a water park or like a amusement it's, park. Is it Clementon? Is it like Clementon? Uh, Clementon? It's gotta be. Is that it? Sounds familiar. Um, yeah. 
what is that town? But yes, it's not. You wouldn't think of it to be have like that sick golf course there. Yeah. And here, you like see this big amusement park, and then Pine Valley is right behind it. I love that. It's almost like the number one course in the in, in the country. It, yeah, no, you're right. It was ranked you're uh, right. for a little bit. Yeah, good stuff. Just tear it up, dude. But golf, man, I, I, that's the thing. I don't have any regrets not playing golf. I'm I'm really glad I picked football, but I still love. I mean, I probably like golf more now. You know, just getting out there and being more relaxed and more loose and getting out and playing with my buddies. The good thing with golf, man, I mean, even even if, you know, football goes on, you, you have a great career, the same thing, like, I guess, with, with your dad or whoever it may be playing in the NFL, and then all of a sudden, I mean, you, you can play golf till forever, you know what I mean? That game sticks with you forever. That's exactly, that was one of the biggest, that was my big decision out of coming out of high school, was like, dude, you have golf for the rest of your life. Yeah. Football, football for four more years, fortunate, well, me redshirted, so I guess you can count it as five, but, so, yeah, you're right. Josh, I did want to ask you. The fact that you had to move in high school, how was that transition for you? I mean, you really didn't have a choice, right? You just kind of had to. We were uprooted and gone, you know. It was just like that. That's how it, that's how it is being the son of a coach. But uh, I was just talking about that the other day. So I was a freshman, right? We left when I was a freshman going sophomore year. Uh, just the golfer, you know. So I, did, I wasn't plugged in right away. Like, you, you go play football, you're there in the fall or you're there for the fall semester, you know. Or you're there in the summer and then work into the fall season. And so you're meeting all the friends, all this and that, bro. I didn't have any of that. I was a golfer. I didn't know anybody. That was probably one of my toughest moves just because not having the instant friends you get from playing like a sport like football, you know? Yeah. And so golf was a spring sport. So I get there. I'm like, dude, I don't know anybody. But uh, it ended up going out. It ended up being great. Uh, my whole junior year went on, made a lot of friends. And then the golf season, of course, made it that much better. So you start playing football, uh, you make the move, I guess, what your, around your junior year. Um, when, did you, when did you start seeing those prospects of playing, playing at college? So I didn't even start my junior year. That's the crazy thing. Yeah. I was 185, you know. I was a little, little guy just playing. They, they called me a tight end, but I was just a split-out receiver, basically. Yep. Uh, towards the end of the year, I started getting these uh, community college. I had, nothing, I had no idea what that was. I had all the community college in Kansas coming, like recruiting, just say, hey, man, we'd love to see you play this and that. Some of them wanted me as quarterback, some at tight end. And I was like, well, this is cool. I got coaches calling my phone, you know, coming to school yeah. to see me. I was like, wow, this is super cool. And then I figured out what community college was, and I was like, all right, hold up. Pause. Yeah, maybe, pause on that. Yeah, I maybe don't want to go that route. But now looking no, that, back, like, that, it wouldn't have been a bad idea. Is that like the JUCO stuff we see on Netflix? Is that exactly. like uh, exactly. Last Chance U type stuff? Is that exactly. like just reach exactly. out? Okay, okay. You can but I, like I said, I had no idea what it was about, and these coaches yeah. are hitting me up, dude. We want you so bad. Come play this. And I was like, holy crap, this is a good feeling. Yeah, football. No, but then then the D two. So there's a lot of D two schools right in there. It's the NAIA division. Okay, right on. Those a lot of the right, right. A lot of those programs and that really good programs in that area. So that was like, okay, this is I might have a shot to play college football. And then senior year, like KU was really close. I really wanted to go to KU just because all my friends were going there. And then K-State was like two hours away. So those were probably my biggest two D1s at, at the time. And then KU told me, like, they were they were out of scholarship, all this and that. They gave me that spiel. And then offered, like, a preferred walk-on at, like, really late. And then I visited K-State, and they offered me a preferred, a preferred walk-on. And I really wanted to go there. And then last minute, ULM, they come in, you know, I go to official visit here. And they offered me, I said, you know what? I'm going to go play some D1 ball down south, back where I grew up. So right. that's, how, that's how I made it here. 
And you're so you playing family ties there too, right? Did yeah. so your dad went there, right? And then did your uncle go there? Did I see? Yeah, my uncle played tight in here. That's awesome. So I mean, you got you're following not only pops, but but your uncle. Anybody else go there from your family? Or I mean, you, you is the family? My, I have a cousin, a cousin, a grade above me played softball oh. here. Cool. So my dad's brother who played tight in here, her his daughter. Okay. Played softball here. So. And how does it feel playing these big universities, Florida State? The Iowa. I did not know the schedule. I did not until we like kind of started prepping for the interview. I kind of knew you, you were possibly coming on. Then I d- dove into the schedule. I mean, I was just watching the college selection show, and uh, Memphis was seventeenth, I, I guess, on this this past week. Yeah. Uh, Play some No, dude. We, we those are the big eye openers. You see those on the schedule every year, and you're like, oh boy, you got to hunker down and got to get ready to play a team like Florida State. And this year, I would say I was really impressed with Iowa State this year. They were. They're a really good football team. Their quarterback, yeah. Percy. Yep. Dude, he got after us. But no, that's, you know, those games, that's that's one. I was thinking this year, when you asked how our season's going, I was thinking this year, this would be the year we compete, you know, and hang with teams like that. And Florida State, wow, that, we actually did went to overtime with them. That was awesome. That was a great feeling. Yeah. But uh, when we got to Iowa State, you know, I was like, okay, well, this is this is just a money game, blah, blah, blah. You know how that, that whole thing yeah. goes. Oh. Right. And then so, Memphis at home, you know, that was another good, another big top 25 team. You know, that's always, that's always great. So probably like, you know, internally, you guys got a, a good squad. You're just going up against some, some tough, some tough opponents. I mean, like the biggest of the big, right? I, 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 or, uh, Florida State, Iowa State hangs in the Big Ten. And then, um, and even Appalachian State, you guys played. Uh, how was, how, did you play them home or away? Let me, let me away. How's that, how's that school to play against? First time going there, and that's hands down my favorite Sunbelt school, favorite Sunbelt stadium to play at, yeah. Really good atmosphere. Their fans, you know, they say, boo, North Carolina, that's all they got. And it literally, what are they, what's their, the Appalachian uh, Mountaineer? That's Mountaineer, that Mountaineer country out there, you know? That's yeah. all they got, right? It's, it's, it's Appalachian State football and, and nothing else, right? That's literally it. And, then, you know, those guys, they were, far game, it was, that was, I think that was the first, their first week being ranked. Okay. So they packed it out. I mean, it was, and it was, I mean, it was an unbelievable atmosphere. Super cool. And I know uh, Georgia Southern too. They, they live and die by their football. Dude, I know that's this week coming up, right? Yeah. yeah. I heard. So I haven't played there yet, but everybody, everybody that's on the team that played there a couple years ago, they say that's another atmosphere that it's, it's really fun to experience. Right. Looking forward to that. I just know them as being always so fast offensively. Yeah, I know they run that triple option, you know? Yeah. You got yeah. weapons coming yeah. every which way at you. Yeah. <laughs> so this year, seven touchdowns. How's it feel, man? I'm at seven. That's what ESPN says. They may be, they may, they may have padded the stats a little bit, but seven. You scored Don't, last game, right? I said I had six. Did y'all see the interview with him today? I think it was today. No, uh, we missed it. What was that? What's uh? Dave, what did he say his last name for the Eagles? Dave uh, Spadero. What is it? Spadero. Dave. Yeah, Spadero. yeah, 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 yeah. He had an inter- interview with him today with Doug, and the, they started off with what Doug did on his bye week, and they talked about the game last weekend. Oh, yeah. nice. Doug said no, I had gotta, six. He said I had six touchdowns. What's up with that? No, we got to pull up. They got to. You got to fact check them. You have to yeah. fact check. Yeah. <laughs> you should have shot a text. See the interview came out. Like, whoa, what's, what's going that? on? <laughs> no, but yeah, seven, dude. It's. It's been a big turnaround since the last my last two seasons playing here. I had only I had what two touchdowns last year and none the year before. 
it's uh I mean it's been a lot of fun this year. That's what we talked about in the offseason, getting the ball a little bit more to the tight end position, period, not just me. Nice. Uh just so I mean just kind of been sticking with it. You know, they've been telling me they're gonna get the ball to you, get the ball to you, so I've just been sticking with it, you know. Not the most physical blocker out there, you know, but uh when my when my right. number gets called, I love to make plays, you know. It's it's been a really fun year when my number gets called. I see you. I see you when you're in the middle of the field. It becomes wide open when you're running down the seam, man. You're you're a big body, six five. Yeah. No, dude, that's 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 what they say. The tight end, that's where they, they make their money right there, huh? Take the big hits across the middle. Yep. Go up and get some balls. Yeah, but some of them I turned down. Against Memphis, I turned one down across the middle. Uh and I think two weeks ago. Just it's, I missed, you know, just missed him across. I didn't turn it down. Just missed, missed That's the ball. a business decision now. No, yeah. yeah, you're right. Yeah, you if I want to keep doing this, you might have to let a few go, right? No, gotta yeah. work smarter, not harder. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Who do you? Uh, who do you kind of see yourself at? I mean, I know you're your own player, but with so many great tight ends in the league now, and for the past like ten years, is there somebody you kind of like key yourself in on? I mean, I know this seems like it's kind of all new to you. It wasn't like you were looking up to somebody, you know, at age 10 of being, you know, yeah. one of those tight ends back in the day. How about now though? Do you see yourself, if you could share with the listeners, like who's that guy that, you know, you are now or could be, or you're a version of? No, that's a good question. I, I really, like you said, I really had no thought into it at all growing up. Cause I didn't, I didn't know what I was going to do, you know, but uh, I wanted to be Dustin Johnson. Does that yeah, sense? exactly. That's what I was yeah. going to say. Like you're like the, like the taller, lanky guy, like the yeah, dude. right. No, but I switched kind of switch roles. Uh, a lot of people on the team, like here, they compare me to Zach. But you know, I I just say that stereotype. He's eighty six for the Eagles. Blah blah blah. Yeah. Although he is a great player, and I would love to be compared to him. You know, that's just I think that's great. But uh, you know who's my you know who my favorite is right now. I think I love George Kittle, bro. Yeah. I've been I've been watching him. Just you know, a younger guy. Just I mean, he's he's a baller. And just having a blast while doing it looks like. Yeah, I watched his interview the other day, and he looks like he's having a lot of fun. He wanted to get in last game so bad. He was up in the box. He couldn't sit down. He just wants to be on the field. Yeah, he was was out, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, him, like him, Kelsey, you know, Greg Olson, Zach Hurd, I mean, those are my favorite probably to watch right now. We actually did a couple episodes ago. We did – it was um, the co-host Bush and I. We did like our – uh, three people we want to hang out with or like who what what current athletes or stars we wanted to party with or, or go out for a weekend okay. and we did a group we did a crew and I think Gronk was in there once but then we went back and in our like group chat I was like after I forget what game happened you and I were watching that game right I forget what game it was but yeah. Kittle came out with an interview or some of his tape and we we're like dude actually you know I think Kittle's in that group I think he's in that group of guys like I want to hang with on the weekend too yeah he's, he's so, you could talk about you know being wanting to be with Kittle football you know on the football side of things I want to have beers with the guy it's kind of the same yeah yeah no absolutely just hanging out with them everyday life you know those guys are they're just like you you and I you know cool guys down to earth and obviously love to have fun living the dream that's it so obviously you got three more games this what, three more games so far this yeah. this season I mean and then what are the prospects looking I, mean, I know you got to you know on to we're on the Georgia Southern, but what uh, you excited already for for next year? And you, is that your senior year? I'm, so you're, you're a redshirt, you're a redshirt junior. So you got two more years of playing. Redshirt junior, so I'll be a redshirt senior. It'll be I'll graduate in the spring, and it'll be my last season coming up. Uh-huh. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to it. You know, hopefully, still a lot of opportunities on the table. You know, we're losing our quarterback, uh, Caleb Evans. Is his is his last year? Okay. Uh, losing a lot of alignment. So, you know, we're just in a, probably going to be in a rebuild stage. So hopefully, uh, make the best of it. Uh, we're getting a new young quarterback. He's going to be pretty good. 
love 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 when he he loves throwing to the tight ends. You know, I love that. That yeah, that that's a friend to have. <clears throat> yeah, you know, looking forward to another good season next year. Just hopefully we can stay as strong. I think we're as strong as we are on offense. I, I think we struggle a little bit on defense, but uh, offensive. I mean, we're putting up some good numbers this year, so hopefully we can keep that going. Nice man. And then for you, for you, what are your what are your kind of prospects outlooks for 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 the football career moving forward? I know it's it's kind of uh, crunch time for you here. What uh, what's next on the table for that? Uh, I mean, plan A. You know, just I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to get, take a shot. You know, just try yeah. to keep playing my best ball. And my coaches, you know, they every week they're saying that. Uh, Scouts are coming in. They like. They're like. They're not really keyed in on me, but they're liking. You know the things that I've been doing, this and that, which is very encouraging. You know, so uh, probably just keep trying to knock away at that. And if I can get a shot, you know, I would love to take it. Definitely going to take it. But uh, if, if not that, I'm in the I'm, I'm in the kinesiology department here. I was going to uh, ask you. I was going to ask you. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm in kinesiology, the study of human movement, if you don't know what that is. Like uh, physical therapy, athletic training, coaching, all that stuff, it all ties in together. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll graduate in the spring with that, and uh, I'll probably most, most likely get into coaching if football doesn't pan out. Nice, man. Yeah. Fantastic. Love to hear. Well, you got the biggest fans. You got the biggest fan here with the uh, the free parking crew. Whether it's whether it's on the playing field, uh, in inside the sidelines, you know, in between the white lines, or or on the sidelines, or whatever you end up doing, man, you, you got us all rooting for you. Um, obviously, I had to ask, dude. You came on rocking the gear. Yeah. Not to talk about not to talk about pops, but how was that run? How was that run for you, man? You got a you got a ton of birds fans listening, and uh, and obviously a part of our our team. How was that run for you? Um, a couple of years ago, were you at every game? How was the parade? Just kind of spitball and and tell us a little bit about your experience with that. You saw, you saw the Super Bowl year that year. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, didn't make any regular season games because uh, of my season here. Obviously, uh, made made all the playoff games. I was fortunate for Christmas break to make those playoff games, and then when I had to come back to school, my coach would still he let me go to the Atlanta game. Came back to school and then flew to this flew to uh, Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. So I was uh, <clears throat> I was back and forth a little bit uh, that year, but uh, honestly, like everybody that asked, best weekend of my life. Uh, the night before, if 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 you're okay, if we're okay to talk about it, Saturday night. Yeah. My older brother still regrets this. Uh, there was a concert. Uh, Post Malone, Marshmello, Migos, Cardi B. Uh, Got invited to go. I definitely I, I went. Uh, we hung out there, you know. Uh, Marshmallow's my guy. I love Marshmallow. Nice. And the people we were with, they were big Eagles fans or whatever. They got us on stage passes. So we go up on stage. Marshmallow's like doing his thing. And like in the middle of the set, he turned like his little bodyguard hits him. He goes, this is Coach's son. He's a big fan. He just wants to say, hey, while he's like middle of the set while he's playing, he goes, hey, man, hope the Eagles win tomorrow. And daps me up. I'll do starstruck. I don't get starstruck. Well, wow. that's like that was definitely probably <clears throat> biggest time I've ever been starstruck like that. That's incredible. But that was the Saturday night before I met Post Malone that night. You know, that was the that was pregame, and then Sunday we wake up, and it was like game day, and it felt like game day for me. You know, just locked in, ready to ready to get after the Patriots. But nah, I just we were fortunate to stay on the sideline, uh, watch the whole thing from the sideline. It was, <clears throat> no, I mean, nothing more you could ask for. It was the best thing. Is the best best weekend ever. That's what I tell people. The best weekend ever. Post Malone is a Cowboys fan, so I don't know if he yeah, said no. it to no, you. He didn't say anything. No. Yeah. I think he was just being nice, you know. Go Eagles, blah blah blah. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. y'all sneak out with a win, and thank God we did, huh? 
Yeah. No, uh, no shot Marshmallow took off the headgear, huh? I did meet him, yeah, backstage without it. You met the real guy? Wow. Yeah. Really? I couldn't take a picture with him, but yeah, I did meet him. If you have, he had to put all of his headgear back on to take a picture, but yeah, I got to, got to meet him. Him and Post Malone were like backstage together. I could, yeah, from like, from, you know, just being like, I guess, uh, from, from gen population, I, I couldn't tell that he even like, he took it off at all. I thought he just left public, like he went to the grocery store, got a coffee with the headgear on. I didn't know he was a real dude. Yeah, that's the, I think that's the whole thing, just so he can be himself outside of the mass, right? And and we know it's been a long road for Dougie P. Super Bowl just didn't appear, so everyone in Philly was happy to see that. Glad man. you got to experience that, though, man. That's awesome. I appreciate it. Now, that, especially being his second year, that was, I mean, that was just something that was that was very special. Yeah. And I answered all the questions. Yeah, definitely. Did he say anything? The night before, did you did you kind of know about the whole uh, the the Philly Philly call? Was that like something that he talked about beforehand, or no, not necessarily. But it you was would... it was ran. The play was ran all year. It was in the playbook all year. Not, yeah, just not the week before. You know, it was just something that they had as a trick play and never called. And then Nick obviously seen the whole thing. Nick comes to silent. Let's run it. Blah blah blah. And yeah, that's when it, that's when it came out. The Super Bowl Super Bowl night. So, Josh, you attempted a pass last game. Was that play called? Uh, it was kind of similar, you know. Uh, I actually completed a pass before. I completed a pass against Memphis. It was the same variation, except for I was lined out right during the Memphis game. And in this game, I motioned into the handoff and then took the handoff and threw it from there. But uh, it was the same variation of play. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm one for two on the season. That's <laughs> Hey man, that that's all fame stats right there. Fifty percent completion rating. I mean, that's yeah. oh, actually you need a little better than that, but that's that's pretty good stats. Yeah, no, so it's cool. That get me involved a lot more this year. So it's been it's been a blast. It's that's nice great. you have those uh, those quarterback. I mean, the quarterback ties, and you played a, a little bit right back yeah. back well, in high school days. So I know that reminds me. Of, like, do you remember? I'm a, I'm a big actually. I, I follow. Uh, I don't know if I should bring this up on the podcast, especially interviewing you. Who is it? I'm a Steelers fan. Oh man, they don't. They, hey, they don't bother me. All right, I mean, hey, I'm a huge Eagles supporter. I got actually, my one of our guys has season tickets, so I'm actually there every single week. But uh, that reminds me, of, like Antoine Randall. Antoine Randall played football in, in, or played quarterback in college, and that was that. Um, that was actually it was a Super Bowl. He threw he threw a big pass um, against the Seahawks, I believe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm just glad he didn't say Jets or Giants or even better Patriots. That's, no, yeah. I'm fine. Hammonds and I are harmless with our Steelers and, and Panthers relationships. We're, we're harmless. You know the uh, the Clarks, Dallas, and Skyler? Yep. They're huge Steelers fans. Yeah. 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 So I, 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 Did Skyler played at uh, JMU? He walked on. He walked right? on the first year, yeah. And they won. I think they won a title that year, too. Dude, yes, he, yes, sir. He got himself a ring out of it, too. Yeah, he did. That's a good squad. That's a good squad. JMU is strong, man. That's uh, they're serious. They got a serious program down there, up there. What uh, any any relationship with the guys currently on on uh, on your dad's team in terms of like you know getting pointers or are you have any like friendly relationships with with Ertz or or any of the guys like if you're going into a week and I don't know is there any kind of motivation or do they give you any any fire any tips? Uh, no, not from the players. I've had a couple coaches reach out. Uh, just that's just lack for me, like being up there, you know, as much because I've been here ever since he got the head coaching job. I've been here for it. Sure. But uh, my older brother Drew, he he gets back for a lot of regular season games. I would say he has better relationships with the players. Uh, that's just from me not being there, though. That's nothing against. I hope it's not 
for who I am, you know. But no, yeah. just yeah. just for uh, Drew, Drew's there a lot more than I am. So when he's at practice or we're in the in the uh, Novacare Center, you know, it's like people are hitting Drew up, and I'm like, dude, what? Am I chopped liver? But no, it's just because just because he's there more. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna ask you about Drew when we were. It was Drew's senior year, and obviously he was our starting quarterback, and he was doing safety drills. Right. And we were all like looking around because he was a stud at safety. And then he goes down. Right. Just the the energy in the team just from within. We were like, damn. Yeah. Because the whole offense was built around Drew and <laughs> Yeah, it just I know. That was that was tough on him. That was a tough year for like honestly for our whole family, you know, because that was Drew football was Drew's thing, you know, because I was the slap around golfer. But uh, now Drew was Drew was the football player in the family, so that was that was a tough time, you know, just because that whole ankle injury and everything. Mm-hmm. But now he's he's like he's found he's on to his plan B now doing architecture. He's at Cincinnati in grad school. Nice. He's nice. doing interior architecture up there. I think he's got a year left. But uh, yeah, you know there is a life after football, you know. So of course that's what he's doing. He's moved on to that. That's great. What about uh, what about brother number three, Joel Man? Biscuit. <laughs> what's he what's he doing these days? Joel is a senior at Morristown. Uh he's actually looking at college. That's his main thing right now, looking at colleges. He plays basketball and baseball. He's looked at he's looked at JMU, Clemson, Samford University, where Drew went in Birmingham, SAM, Samford. Dogs, baby. That's it. He's looked here and then he's looked at Louisiana Tech. So he's that's what he's doing right now. He's looking to find his home for the next four years. So uh nice. He's just back at home, living home, living the life. You know, I wish I was him. Get to go to all the games. Miss those days, right? High school senior, no worries. No worries. Oh, once, once you pick the school, once you pick the school, man, no worries. That's yeah. it. Take the ACT, pick a school, that's it. Hands down, that's the best year. Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, man, uh, Hammond, you got anything else? No, we, we covered a lot. That was great. Yeah, this, was, this was awesome. Josh, you have anything else you want to bring up? or I think this was awesome. That's good. Uh, if it was good for you, that was good for me. That was awesome. Man, yeah, I appreciate, appreciate it, man. Dude, we, uh, we really appreciate having you on. Uh, we're going to close it out here, but uh, best of luck to you. Obviously, the whole family, uh, but you got uh, you got three games left this season, so best of luck this week. And uh, We will watch him. We'll appreciate it, man. Sure. Thank you all so much. Good luck to you all and everything, with everything you all got going on, too. Appreciate nice. it. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that one. We had an awesome interview with Josh, and I uh, hope to have him on again soon. He's finishing out his season right now, and uh, we'll see where the future future goes for Josh, but uh, he's uh, definitely a part of the uh, part of the crew here for good. Absolutely, dudes. It was great to hear his story. He's got some actually pretty cool behind-the-scenes uh, little get-togethers the mar- there with the some marshmallow people. Bit, the marshmallow <laughs> bit was awesome. I was so yeah. shocked. I, I was I was so shocked, shocked to hear that. Um what does that guy look like without his helmet on? What does he look like without the without the headgear? Will we ever uh, know? We will. We we you and I and Jim. We'll we'll find out eventually at some point. But uh, hey, segue. Not seeing it uh, under people's headgear. Uh, the Mandalorian. I watched the most recent episode on the plane ride. Oh, <laughs> you finally just, caught up, huh? I just caught up too this morning, actually. That a boy. There you go, boys. I love Star Wars. I love Star Wars. Mm-hmm. There's something I, I I love more than sports. It's Star Wars. I, I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, uh, my only comment: yeah. I just, people may have not have watched. I want to put Baby Yoda in my pocket. I need him. <laughs> yeah, at least a couple times a week. They were sending me a DM, and it's a picture of Baby Yoda, and me and him are literally just like, dude, we are we are grown men, and we just want <laughs> to snuggle that thing. I told Dave, I said the first thing I'm doing on Black Friday is buying a plush Baby Yoda doll, and I'm snuggling with that shit every night. You better believe it. <laughs> 
I, I could be doing anything throughout my day, like determined at work, at the gym, like totally straight face focused. And all of a sudden I'm scrolling on social media and I see a baby Yoda post. And I'm just like melt. I just melt. I'm just like, oh my <laughs> God, I said at the bush, we just goo goo over this alien. Uh, anyway, good stuff. Watch Mandalorian. So, Deves, the intern actually came out with a haymaker yesterday, uh, which was a very good uh, little comment. Got us going a little bit there. Got me going. And Jim obviously intervened was like, save it. Save it for the pie, which <laughs> is that's good mentality out of Jim there. But he's talking about what are our opinions on the worst Thanksgiving foods that are out there? So, I mean, you guys heard mine. I'll, I'll tell the listeners in a minute, but I'll let you guys start it off here. Um, what, what do you got for me here? So my least favorite Thanksgiving food, um, it didn't come naturally, let's just say. It's not like I have always hated this. I've actually I actually loved it until the Thanksgiving of my freshman year. And that's when I started hating green bean casserole. And Jimmy remembers probably quite too well. Wish he wish he probably forgot. Green bean casserole is not on my list anymore. Everybody has that one thing, right? You, you, you're either sick from like a cold or you're sick because you drank too much and you never want to eat that thing again. And freshman year, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I had a couple of cocktails under when I should have age-wise. And uh, I was inexperienced. I didn't know my limit. And I got sick on green bean casserole. We went back to Bryce's house. Post-Thanksgiving, all the boys rallied. Went back to Bryce's place and um, snuck into some some of Santa's little helper and uh, green bean casserole round two. I had like left I had leftovers at Bryce's house. Thanksgiving leftovers is probably the best part about Thanksgiving. And um, not only did I see it again leftovers, I saw it again that uh, later that night. So green bean casserole is a never again type thing for me. <laughs> Jimmy's Jimmy's face right there it was it was not good. <laughs> Jim, what do you got? I know me and you are on the same page here, but I can't really think of anything else that I. I'm not a fan of, but on three, one, two, three, stuffing. 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 Thank dude. you. I yeah. never was a fan. Don't see how I could be. It's not good. I don't really ever eat it, ever. It's bread with spices on it. Like, it, real original. It's just, it's just, it's dry. It's just, I don't want, I don't want to stick a fork in it and put it in my mouth. I'd, no, I, I, I wanted to pick something else, Bush, but um, I don't know. Everything we really have at our Thanksgiving is is stuff I like, so I'm not really yeah. too familiar yeah. with anything other than stuffing because I guess it's just such a staple that it has to be included, but I stay yeah. away from the stuff. Yeah, <laughs> see, see stuff, stuffing's the problem here. It's the ultimate it's the ultimate deal breaker for me on Thanksgiving, but I have three, and I'll run through them real quick. Wait, what else? You have three least favorite things on Thanksgiving Day? Yes. What do you go ahead? Can, what do you eat then? Go I'll ahead. tell you. Oh, I'll tell you. You 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 wait. I'll tell you. All right. So I got three. Don't give me stuffing. If you make normal mashed potatoes on Thanksgiving, don't talk to me. And if your turkey's bad, I'm gonna tell you. And this was why. There's so many different options with mashed potatoes. You better make the twice baked with a little bit of cheese in there. If there's not, then I'm not talking to you the rest of the time. Stuffing, don't even look at me. And turkey, if it's dry, you, you ruin my night. Thanks, appreciate it. So here's what I do eat on Thanksgiving. I always eat the ham because if you don't have a ham on Thanksgiving, the ham is there because if somebody makes a bad turkey, you have the ham to back it up as a meat. So that's True. always good. So I, I always go with the ham. My family always does a ham on Thanksgiving. Um, I always go with the cornbread. Cornbread on Thanksgiving is a 
staple. And then I always go with the corn. And then um, broccoli casserole is a staple with my family, and that's what I go with. So my plate's pretty little. Um, I do cranberry sauce as well. I don't do cranberry sauce with the chunks. I only do cranberry sauce ocean spray that has no chunks in it. And, uh, yeah, that's about as quick and as uh, detailed as I can give you for my Thanksgiving plate. That's a good plate. That's a mean plate. And the mashed potatoes thought, totally agree. I need the herbs and chives. I need the garlic in there. I need a little something to my mashed potatoes. If you got potatoes, just ma- I mean, if you just plain mashed potatoes, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. See you later. Dude, dude, put a little effort into it for the. I mean, dude, put like, a little all you effort. Do- put a little Bobby Flay, a little little salt guy, yeah. a little pizzazz on that. Yeah, like do something, man. Like you know, there's vanilla ice cream and there's vanilla bean ice cream, and I'll go vanilla bean every time because it's got the little black beets in it that it makes it that much better. And dude, I just <laughs> I don't do normal. I don't do normal mashed potatoes. Going back on the stuffing stuff, we're just kind of spitballing here. But going back on the stuffing thing, like it's breadcrumbs. It's spiced breadcrumbs. I think honestly, Thanksgiving, you know, it was established what hundreds of years ago with the Pilgrims, Mayflower, all that good stuff. They didn't have a lot going on. They didn't have a lot going on. They didn't have a lot of technology. They didn't have a lot of, in terms of like. They had a lot of bread. They had a lot of bread. They had a lot of corn. They had potatoes. And oh yeah, it just so happened that in, in New England, there were a ton of turkeys waddling around. We've come a long way since then. We've discovered yeah. Asian food. We've discovered Mexican food. I need some flavor. I don't know. Thanksgiving is so bland to me. Like the entire plate just looks white. Potatoes, turkey. Um, dude, you know what I don't like speaking of white? Scalloped potatoes. Disgusting. Don't touch them. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, potatoes. Mm-hmm. You ever have your plate? Gross. Gross. Let me do a quick Google search. Yeah, my Thanksgiving plate on a year-to-year basis for at least the last five years has been only a few things. I'm not a huge um, Thanksgiving plate kind of guy. Christmas dinner, though, that's that's good stuff. But you know what's good? But uh, says a little early. You know what's good about Thanksgiving is the leftovers, and it's the leftover sandwich. It's the gobbler. Oh. It's the white yeah, gobbler. It's 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 the turkey. I go turkey cold sandwich, cranberry sauce on a snowflake roll. You know what a snowflake roll is? The light guys, oh, yeah. right? The real light. The light ones, yeah, they got a little powder on it, makes your hands feel a little dry. Those oh, yeah. ones. Oh, dude, that's I have one of those. So that's what I'm gonna have. Dude, that, that's honestly, I might even just skip and for some reason it tastes better later. You got a couple beers in you at that point. It tastes better later. And cold. And cold. hmm Hey, like, by the hey. way, have a great Thanksgiving, guys. That's uh coming up very shortly. So yeah. <laughs> enjoy your here. meals. Enjoy your meals. Happy Thanksgiving from the free parking podcast. You know what we're not eating. Absolutely. Jim hates cranberry sauce. Oh, or, or does he? Or does he? You're pie guy? I'm going to eat a whole whole plate of cranberry <laughs> sauce for Thanksgiving. Just send me a picture of it. Just me spoonfuling a big old thing of cranberry sauce. Okay. I'm not giving anybody else any helpings of it. <laughs> Are we pie guys here? Are you pie guys? Absolutely. Oh, big to apple pie only though. Apple pie. And maybe a maybe a maybe a bite of pumpkin. Maybe a bite of pumpkin. And then I realized, oh yeah, I don't like this stuff. Exactly, because it's once a year, and you're like, well, I'm never eating pumpkin pie again, so I might as well just have a bite. And then you're like, why did I do that? I'm gonna go drink five more Bud Lights and sit on the couch and watch football. I don't want, I don't want pumpkin pie. I'll take seven more slices of apple, please. Hey, mom, a couple more slices of apple, please. Uh, oh, alamode. Vanilla bean ice cream on top. Yeah, yeah. vanilla. I'll take, I'll take alamode. Oh, but normal vanilla ice cream? No, 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 no. Make sure it's got the little black specks in it, or otherwise I'm not eating it. That's my Thanksgiving That's dinner. So those guys know how to make their ice cream. Those guys know how to make vanilla ice cream. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so enough about Thanksgiving here. Let's get into the SIDS. Deves, 
I'd be lying if I said I wasn't scared for my safety at the Eagles Patriots game last weekend with you as the Steagles, Eagles, Steelers, whatever you want to call you fan. You were obliterating any Patriots fan we saw the other week, dude. I'm uh, pretty good with the chirps. If there's one thing I don't like more than uh, anything else, it's it's Patriots. It's the Patriots. It's the New England Patriots. Uh, even though I talk about how I actually kind of want them to be good and like them. But anyway, I like obliterating other fans. I'm from Philadelphia. It's kind of what I do. I do it respectfully. It's it's all playful banter. But uh, yeah, we were, we were pulling out of the parking lot, and um, it was packed in, uh, what were we, lot, lot S, lot T. Okay. S- K, K4. K four for you lot you for you yes yes lot lot you and it was it was absolutely packed bumper to bumper traffic there was like twelve is an understatement of lanes merging to leave out of one little per you know one car exit and uh, we had a bunch of fans stumbling through the stumbling through the parking lot so what do I do <laughs> this group of guys that uh, looked like they were having a good time it was like three Eagles fans and one Pats fan uh, the Pats fan was leading the charge and uh, I kind of like uh, what do you I, I I checked him with our door. <laughs> he walked right by the passenger door of uh, Bush's Jeep, and I swung it open, but then closed it real quick, like faked him out. I didn't hit the guy. I just like little, little pump him, little, little you know, two for flinching, two for flinching. I should actually hit yeah. him with my door after that. And all his yeah. buddies thought it was a good time. He started laughing. You know what I did though? I repaid the favor later, and there was a car behind us. And uh, as we were sitting in standstill traffic, I thought, why not have a nightcap? So I went in the back of the car, went to the cooler, and I grabbed another beer. But I saw some folks behind us, and I knew that, uh, you know, with the Christmas giving season coming up, I uh, I grabbed f- four more Bud Lights for this car behind us. And I walked back to the car behind. Driver gets one, of course. He's he's not driving. He's in park there in the, par- in, the in the parking lot. Passenger gets one. The guy behind the driver gets one. But who's behind the passenger is a Patriots fan. And guess who didn't get a Bud Light that night? I had two because I didn't give one to that guy in the backseat. <laughs> I gave one to everybody else and did the the no, 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 Matumbo finger wag on the way back to the car. And uh, we were stationary, dude. We weren't no open containers. Yeah, and then we then we sat in the car for an, literally an hour in standstill while these 12 lanes an tried hour. to merge. It was an hour. an hour. It was every bit of an hour. Every bit of an hour. And, uh, hey, we made it home safe. It was a... It was a good tailgate, good post game, but uh, you know, like we said earlier in the pod, it was a it was a terrible mid game. So, um, yeah, Deves, I, I honestly thought you hit the guy with with my with my car, and I I damn near uh, you know peed a little bit because I was like, oh my god, I've had this thing for less than a month, and Deaver just hit a Patriots fan. Now I have a Patriots <laughs> fan in, in in my car, my brand new car. So, um, thank God you didn't hit him yeah. there, and uh, don't do that, listeners. Shit, you don't do fake hit an opposing team fan with, with your friend's car, um, potentially turning it into a target. You have to pick your battles. And that was a group that I saw that I wasn't, I wasn't ready to wage war. I didn't want to get a fight. I'm a, you know, I'm a lover, not a fighter, but, uh, that was a group that looked like they were having a good time. And I thought I'd pull a little prank. And, uh, if you thought you peed yourself, that guy definitely peed himself too. I scared the shit out of him, to be honest. <laughs> Yo, so capping off the the Sid segment here, I'm 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 closing it off. Um, we got some awesome news today, Deves and Jim. You might have saw the text too from uh, the Nomad Hunter Piper. He solidified mm. the hunting cabin up in absolute bum dizzle Pennsylvania, and we are the boys are heading up there December. Uh, what do we got? Uh, we'll not give the dates because there's a couple. There's 
Yeah, there's a couple stalker, stalker <laughs> listeners out there, so we don't want them joining us. But um, we we got this sick hunting cabin. It's got like ten beds in it, so we got the whole crew. Each of us has our own bed. It's on a plot of land in the middle of absolute nowhere. We're gonna be shooting guns. We're gonna be shooting arrows. Flying a drone. Lose the drone in the woods. I mean, it's gonna oh, be God. it's gonna be an absolute weekend. And uh, you know, Good I th- cannot wait. Good thing you guys have four. Two things I'm gonna thank. I'm thankful for. For this trip four-wheel drive and global warming because i don't know how the hell we're getting up here in the middle of december but i'm all in for it i'm all in for it when i tell you deves that we have to drive through the middle of nowhere to get there that is the most understatement thing i think i might have ever said to you we have to go through delaware state forest it's this like two-lane road for and no joke we're on that road for like two and a half hours going up to this place and it's just weaving bobbing and weaving in and out of no the forest. homes no cell service nothing so quick story very quick story um piper his cabin right down the road so like on the main stretch of where he is he's in he's in bum dizzle but there's a there's a police barracks right there a guy like probably 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, that's a big time frame. Anyway, he rolls up and snipes a police officer with his gun and fled. And they said the last time he was ever seen was by Piper's cabin. And no one, he was never caught. Dude, Piper's got to tell you the story. What? It makes it. And it we're going it, up here. And we're dude, going it, up here. It, it, it all contributes. Behind his cabin. I'm not yeah. going to this place. Dude, it's it's no joke. Like when you're up there and it gets pitch black and it's just the boys sitting there. It's dude, it is dark. Like the windows, everything. It's it, it all contributes to the to the atmosphere and the time that we have. Though you just get hammered. You sit on the couch, dude. There's no TV. You're literally playing cards. You're drinking. You're playing cards. Piper's making venison pasta. Like it, dude. It is an experience and a half, man. It is an experience. I don't know if I should be thrilled or terrified right now. You bit. should definitely have a little bit of terror in, in your in your bones. And, and you're not skiing either. That's so. what makes it fun. No, yeah, no. so. Turkey for the girls and turkey for the boys. My favorite kind of pants are corduroys. Gobble, gobble, boo, and gobble, gobble, giggle. I wish turkey only cost a nickel. Oh, I love turkey on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, thank you.